I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. One thing that everybody, I think, took away from the Tomlin presser yesterday above everything else is that when Kenny Pickett's healthy, when Kenny Pickett clears concussion protocol, he's going to be the starting quarterback. And that included this week in Miami. So now we wait as we maneuver our way through the week to see if Kenny will get the thumbs up that he is out of protocol. And then, no questions asked, that will be your quarterback in Miami. And I think that is the way to play it. I think that you could make an argument for the other side of the street. You could say you're only a game back in your division. Mitch might be the better quarterback in the moment. Play him. Have him build off of that strong second half against Tampa Bay. See if he can scratch and claw his way and your team's way back into this AFC North race for real and maybe win a really down division. But I think the smart thing to do is the opposite argument, which would be you're looking towards the future now. It's not about necessarily 2022. And yes, the division is Mm -hmm. still up for grabs, but... That might be a bit of a mirage. I look at the Bengals and I look at the Ravens and I think they're at least one of them is going to get a nice little win streak going and seize control of the first place in that division. <clears throat> so you have to keep an eye on the future. And I know that that was a really big upset and it inspired a lot of hope for this season. But I still am under the impression that wins and losses don't really matter this year. Developing your young rookie quarterback your young offense gelling together, building for 2023, building for 2024, taking steps in the right direction, I still think should be paramount for the Steelers this year. And I think that's what Tomlin's thinking as well when he hesitates not at all by saying once he's cleared, he's in. Yeah, I think the Kenny decision is twofold. It's A, you don't want to look wishy-washy with your quarterback decision-making. You don't want to try to do what, no other team has really ever done in NFL history, which is quarterback by committee. So you don't want to show like a lack of faith in both guys and just say, I'm going to go whoever has the hot hand that week. And just because Mitch Trubisky, yeah, he he led those last two drives, the second to last 
finished uh, with the Chase Claypool touchdown. The second one killed the remaining four minutes and change uh, to never give Brady the chance to get the ball back. Sure, that was impressive, and that was the best sample size you got out of Mitch Trubisky all year long. But just because of that, you chose to go with Kenny Pickett over Mitch Trubisky back in Week 4 against the Jets. And even though that game didn't end in a win, that was the decision. Right, you knew this decision. You knew coming into this season, Mitch Trubisky was going to start, and then at some point, the change was going to be made to Kenny, and then that was going to be the baton handing off, saying, "Okay, Mitch, you went out there, you did as much as you could possibly do. We're ready for Kenny to come in." And that moment probably happened a little bit earlier than you would have expected. I think a lot of us were looking to the bye week after playing such hard teams like the Buccaneers, uh, like the Bills, and the upcoming Miami Dolphins and Philly Eagles. Once you got past that stretch in the bye week, the extra week to prepare, you thought that would be the most opportune time to bring in Kenny Pickett, but it was earlier just because you didn't love what you saw out of your offense for the first three games and then that first half of the fourth game. So once you made that decision, Tom, that was it. And I don't think there's any reason to go back to Mr. Bisky unless – Kenny Pickett is still suffering from a concussion, and if he's really not clear to play 100%, then you should have no issue with going with Mitch Trubisky on on, on Sunday night. And I think the second reason that you got to go with Kenny is the reason that you brought up, is the fact that this is your future. Mitch Trubisky, who is now, what, 28 years old, something like that, now on his third team in the NFL— I don't think that guy is your future. I don't think anyone blames you for not going with him to be your future. You used your first-round draft pick this year on a quarterback. That is every indication of I'm putting all your chips in for the future when you when you use that high draft stock on a quarterback. You see a lot of teams kind of swing and miss. Uh, the Steelers are really one of very few teams who never have to do that, who have, have to use that first-round draft pick on a quarterback, but they did, and by doing so, they're investing in the future, so I agree. I think once Kenny is clear to play, whether it's this week or the next week against Philly, which also could be a very tough opponent to kind of be thrown into the fire to, once he's ready to go, you just have to say, Kenny, it's your team now. It's your job. We got to work with you for the next X amount of years and hopefully for a long time, but we got to get you started as soon as we can because we already tried that. And, yeah, you had a little bit of an injury setback, but once you're ready, we're going to keep going with you moving forward? I think that the season is a success if the Steelers go, say, 5-12, and 12, but Pickett gets better every week. Kind of has that Joe Burrow rookie year feel. I know Burrow got hurt in his rookie year, but... But the flashes you saw in yeah, that Yeah, even that though the team stunk, uh-huh. and they only won like three or four games, and a lot of that had to do with him not playing the rest of the season after getting injured. But still, you saw flashes, and you saw that this dude was a dude. If you go five and twelve, six and eleven, but Pickett shows that he's a dude, and in the five or six games that you win, he's lighting it up and he looks like an NFL quarterback. And even in the games you lose, you don't necessarily point most of the blame towards him. I think that could be a win. You can also still make the playoffs and win the division with Kenny Pickett at the quarterback. That's allowed. He can play well enough to get to nine and eight. And you'd feel eight even and nine, better. even the way the division's going. You'd feel even better. Yeah, right? absolutely. If, 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 if he shows the same regression but does so much that he wins you three extra games than you would have predicted, right? If he goes 9-8 and eight versus 6-11 and 11, and he shows that same progression he would have showed you at 6-11, then you're feeling way better. It's like a happy accident at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we never expected this to happen, but hey, you know, we'll play on Wild Card Weekend. We'll get some Kenny uh, playoff experience under his belt. 
But I think the season wouldn't be considered a success if you had Mitch in there and you get to eight and nine mm-hmm. and you miss out on the playoffs just barely, but you ruin your draft positioning for not. Or and then you don't. To even... be honest with you, even if you go like nine and eight and somehow win the North and get a playoff game, but then get like smoked by the Jets. I'm kidding. But you the know, Bills what I mean? or the like Chiefs. a powerhouse sure, yeah. at some point. Getting to the playoffs and losing in the first round by double digits with Mitch Trubisky. That puts you in a little bit of a bind. I don't want to say the season's a failure, but it feels like less of a success than if it was Kenny making the playoffs somehow or even Kenny just looking good and going like 7-10. and Can I ask you, in that hypothetical you just painted out with Mitch at quarterback, does that include Kenny coming in at all and then you just go back to Mitch? Or is that you just suck with Mitch because he won you nine games, he won you the division, you never felt the need to go to Kenny? It's really just a plain hypothetical yeah, because we know so. Kenny's coming back. Concussion's right. not going to keep him out for longer than two weeks. Uh, as long as another injury doesn't happen to him, he's playing the rest of the season. And it has to be that way. He could really mm-hmm. stink out loud, too. And you still can't pull that trigger. You can't make that switch. Switch has been made already. Now you have to go through the growing pains of a rookie quarterback. So... Maybe there will be some games. Hey, maybe he goes uh, hosts New Orleans or goes to Atlanta or goes to Indianapolis and struggles a little bit, and the Steelers maybe you know lose a game there by three points that you feel like they could have won if maybe Mitch has been playing quarterback. That might be true, but that's not the goal right now. The goal is to get this kid as much experience as humanly possible. So I'm all aboard the Tomlin train. I'm all aboard the Steelers train when it comes to this. When he's cleared, put him in the game, and hopefully it's as soon as this Sunday against Miami because the more games he can get under his belt, the better for your Pittsburgh Steelers' future. If he goes out there against Miami, Tom, I know Miami has this, a decent defense, but compared to the Bills, compared to the Chiefs, or I'm sorry, compared to the Bucks, compared to the Eagles, this is the most beatable defense you have. And considering of those four teams that we've just listed, the, the death stretch that people have been calling for this season for the Steelers – You've already beaten one mm-hmm. out of two. So that's already one game better than a lot of people were giving you credit for to win. I think this defense is the most beatable. And if Kenny can, can go in there, and again, we've seen the spark, right? We saw it in the second half against the Jets. We didn't really see it much, but it's not to his fault because everyone was really um, struggling against the Bills throughout that whole 60 minutes. And then you saw the spark again in the first drive against the Bucks. But quickly, that spark kind of faded away. Uh-huh. And you saw that opening drive touchdown, but then for the rest of the game, Kenny Pickett put up, what, I believe six points? He got two Boz field goals or one Boz field goal out of that after that? I mean, he had 64 yards passing. Right, he got exactly. I mean, but he, he, was, exactly, he was efficient with the ball. was efficient, didn't turn it over. No. But didn't have the explosion either. Oh, didn't sustain up. the drives that we'd seen him sustain in his first one-and-a-half starts. Right, so... I need to see more than just that spark because I think now you could say, well, look at the spark that Mitch Trubisky provided you in that in that fourth quarter against the Bucks. That was a spark. That was a, a go-ahead touchdown drive and then an icing of the clock drive. That's exactly what you want out of your quarterback. And I'm not faulting Kenny because he wasn't out there to do it for the to do it for the Steelers, but Mitch was. So I need to see something more than just one drive or two drives in total of an entire game. I think 
again, Miami's a tough opponent, and especially if they get Tua back, that's a deadly offense. And Yeah, Tua, as far as EPA is concerned, expected points uh, per attempt. Um, it's like war for football, though. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. second in the NFL yeah. behind someone named Josh Allen. Which makes a lot of sense. And in front of someone it. named Patrick Mahomes. Which makes a lot of sense when you think about it because that game he had in week two against Baltimore, I mean, I know there have been a lot of crazy wins, but that was the comeback win of the season so far. Uh, maybe the Cleveland game too, which also happened that week because it was less points and less time on the clock. But or, Yeah, less points but less time on the clock. Baltimore, though they were facing a 21-point deficit, ended up winning by what, like a touchdown or two? So a huge comeback on Tua's part. So that stat doesn't surprise me at all. Major upgrade at the quarterback position in Miami this week. Yes. Major. Well, and the and the thing, too, is that both of these quarterbacks are working back from a concussion. Tua seems to be more serious because already— I'd say week... so. It looks like back-to-back concussions for him, which— Right, right. Yeah. But and Kenny, after only having one, didn't seem nearly as bad the first time no. around compared to Tua's, and clearly and was handled the right way by the Steelers. Exactly, uh, was taken out of the game, uh, was shut down for the rest of the game, and has been working back properly at it all week, rather than just say, "Oh, I was never hurt to begin with. I'm just going to go out there and operate like nothing ever happened uh, throughout this week, only to be concussed yet again." Uh, you hope that's not the case mm-hmm. right here with Kenny, but again, his his. His concussion on Sunday seemed a lot less severe than Tua's day when he uh, had his whiplash hit uh, against the Bills on that one Sunday afternoon in week three. So both of these quarterbacks will be working back from some kind of injury. I just hope that if it is Kenny, Tom, right? I mean, we're talking under that assumption that Kenny will be cleared to play, that he can be able to attack this Dolphins defense, and if it's Tua is out there and Tua looks good, Tua looks like the guy you saw in the first two and a half weeks of the NFL season this year, that Kenny can do more than just a touchdown drive in one quarter, a field goal drive in the next, maybe another field goal drive in the third quarter, and maybe a touchdown drive in the fourth. I'd like to see more than just four drives that, that finish in scoring. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you want, again, offense held on to win that game against Tampa Bay, but you still only scored 20 points, and that's not going to be good enough uh, in any game that you're going uh, into. And, you know, if you don't hold on to that ball, Brady probably outscores you by at least one point in that game. So you want to see the offense continue to take these steps forward and try to push this ball into the end zone more. What's your gut feeling say right now? Peel back the curtain. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Do you think Kenny gets through the protocol and plays on Sunday night, or do you think you get another Mitch Trubisky game and hopefully the last Mitch Trubisky game of the season while Kenny works his way back? Not, not to say that we don't want to. You know, we're we're mad if Mitch is ever out there. No, no, no. I'm just saying, you know, it's because you want, if you this want is the last one. You want yeah, Kenny to yeah, start. You want every game. development from Kenny, of course. Um, I don't know why, Tom. It may be because it's still early, but I'm still feeling Mitch. I just feel like, especially if you're going to Miami, the city where. One of the league's 
official doctor's neurologist, right, was fired because of the handling of the Tua situation. I just feel like right now you have to play your cards right. You have to play your cards smart. And again, I think Miami is the most beatable team of this of these four that the Steelers have before the And bye. they already have one win under their belt. So and they do, right. They're playing with house money a little bit now. If you can get to the win against Miami and then you lose to Philadelphia, but but you go three and who five? isn't losing to Philadelphia these days, right. folks? You, you go, go to three and five. What did Stan Saverin say? Three and five, you're still alive. Three and five compared to one and seven. People mm-hmm. were saying this team could go one and seven before the bye week, mm-hmm. and here they are with a chance. I'm not saying they're going to, but the chance. And honestly, Tom, I don't know. Even though you want Kenny out there, I don't know if I like the Steelers' chances any less if Mitch Trubisky is playing. I don't like their chances any less either. I think that both quarterbacks give them a decent chance to win the football game. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, I think it comes down to more of that supporting cast around the quarterbacks. If they're going to win this game, these guys need to step up. Did the real Chase Claypool stand up against the Buccaneers, or was that the Fugazi? I think it was the real Chase Claypool. I think it was too. I'm going to buy into whole, that. You had a whole season of it two years ago. I will say this, though. One thing that I think Chase took mucho advantage of was Pat Frymouth being out with the concussion. Right. Saying, uh, I'm going to get those field, targets. The middle of the field is now all number 11s. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the areas that Chase made those big catches on those third downs, I think would have been spots that maybe would have been occupied by Frymouth had he been in the game. So. Got to take advantage when the opportunity presents itself to you. That feels like something Mike Tomlin would say. (laughs) And Chase Claypool did it and almost got 100 yards on the uh, receiving end of things, got into the end zone for a big touchdown, game-winning touchdown as it turned out to be, and converted key third downs and showed some improvisation with Mitch Trubisky. That is the Chase Claypool we've been waiting for. You know, the gritty, tough yardage in the middle of the field, using your size as the advantage that you should. So, color me optimistic, but I think I am going to buy into he had a little bit of a wake-up call, a little bit Mm -hmm. of a wake-up moment. And sometimes you can have those wake-up moments and they still don't come to fruition, but it did for him, which breeds confidence. And I think you're going to see Chase get some more dirty yardage in Miami on Sunday, whether Pat's in or not, you're going to see him contribute a lot more. Well, especially if if Pat doesn't play. I think that middle of the field is completely owned by Chase Claypool. And again, Tom, I, I think that Miami's secondary, I know they have Xavier Howard. But oh, it's terrible. And Xavier Howard's playing like, crap yeah, not, this year. not the same Xavier Howard we've seen. So I'm saying Chase Claypool, if he could go up and beat guys like Antoine Winfield against in, for, in Tampa Bay, I think he could have a, not to say that he'd have 300 yards, but I think he could have a really good day, maybe crack that century mark. Maybe get a touchdown or two in the in the red zone when you're short field, and so the middle of the zone, middle of the field is really all you have to attack. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you saw when the, the Steelers went down this field and and drove and went into the end zone, led by Mitch Trubisky. They just went right to Mitch, or they went right to Claypool on that zip pass uh, that was where he was getting the ball to basically all day long. So I 100% agree. And even if Pat Fryermuth is in, Tom. I don't want to see Chase Claypool just all of a sudden disappear again. I think just because there are legitimate options like Deontay Johnson, who's also not having his best season, uh, but Pat Frymuth, who we know is a threat anytime he's healthy, George Pickens, who can catch the ball at any radius or any any direction thrown his way, just because you have all those other guys that can catch the ball doesn't mean that 
Chase Claypool can't also do the same. And I think he can do things, carve out a niche that the others don't. And that's those gritty yards. Like Pickens is just not a middle of the – I mean, I'm not going to say he'll never catch a pass in the middle of the field, but that's an outside dude if you've ever seen one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that guy is a thoroughbred number one wide receiver. That's the kind of DNA that he has. Uh, Deontay Johnson, yeah, he could work the middle of the field, but you know what? His size isn't as an advantage as Chase Claypool's size is, you know. Claypool's got a tight end body, but a wide receiver's athleticism. And it's going to, like I was saying, he can carve out a really nice little niche for himself if he, you know, buckles up the chin strap a little bit more and says, I'm going to get the tough yardage. I'm going to get the third and five and, you know, have to fight for that extra yard to get to the, the sticks. And I'm going to go up against linebackers. And, you know what? I'll shake them more often than not because I'm a wide receiver. Let's not forget. But, Use that size to your advantage and be just a, a presence in the middle of that field. Hopefully, he looks at the film against Tampa Bay and he says, man, you know, I can get myself some pretty nice numbers if I'm just willing to you know, mm-hmm. do the dirty work. And I think, as you said, he, he fits that mold better than anybody on the team. Right? Deontay is, is very quick, small. Pat, I think of the receivers maybe because I think Pat can do the same things that Clay Claypool can, but in the in the form of a tight end. And then as you laid out, George Pickens is really just that deep guy who can run down the sidelines, make the toe drag catches that you love to see guys make. But Claypool, I mean, his yards of the after the catch are so different from that of Pickens or that of Deontay because it's not like Deontay who's going to make a quick move. And then get an extra five yards by his t- by his footwork. Claypool is just going to go out there and just run north to south, and then truck whoever is going to get in his way. <laughs> You'd hope, yeah, you know, that's what you want. Well, Claypool you saw it, but we did yeah. see that out of him on Sunday against Tampa. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, that's what I want to see continue. So I hope the real Chase Claypool stood up, and hopefully we see him do more damage to teams from the state of Florida on Sunday night against Miami. The running game. Mm. Might not be the best plan of attack anyway against the Dolphins. It's kind of their best feature on the defensive side of the ball. They're in the 20s to low 20s when it comes to, and when I mean low 20s, I mean like 27, 28, 29. When it comes to pretty much every defensive category, they're 11th in stopping the run. They give up about 104 yards on the ground. So you can still get them on the ground. You know, they average giving up Mm -hmm. about a century mark on uh, the ground, but... That's their best strength. I look at guys like Christian Wilkins, who we'll get into a little bit more in the next episode, as a young stud in the making who has a lot to do with stopping that run. But as we all know, the Steelers need to get something moving on their ground game. And even though you look at the team on paper and say, well, the best plan of attack is through the air against the Dolphins, you want to have some balance in that offense and you want to have a decent running attack that will open up that weak passing game for the Dolphins even more. So I got to hope that we see – it's like every week now we're just hoping that this will be the week we see that burst from Najee. This will be the week where he has a, mm-hmm. a 35 to 40-yard run. Still this will be the week where he'll get to 95 yards total, 105 yards total on the ground. So once again, we enter this Miami game, and not the easiest opponent to do it against, but not impossible either – would love to see stability on the ground to help the passing attack against a weak passing defense. And let's not let's not sugarcoat it either. Let's not just throw Najee under the bus. 
Uh, Jalen Warren had, what, two carries for two yards on Sunday against Tampa Bay? So not his best day either. So I'm not going to sit here and just say, oh, well, it was his all a Najee day that really didn't come into fruition. And then once again, the Steelers tried out Jalen Warren, and he was finding the hole. So, But that was against Tampa Bay. Who, I mean, you're going against Vita Vea. Much better run defense than Miami, right. despite so, Miami being okay against the run. So, I'm not saying that I expect both Jalen Warren and Najee to have a good day, but I think I, I would really like to see Najee turn a page here or, or, or turn, turn a, a corner, corner yeah. in this game. And not, that's not to say I need him to get 200 yards on the ground or 200 yards from scrimmage, but just show me that you can still do or produce at the level that you did last year as a rookie. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't have said it any better myself. I just want to see the flashes again mm-hmm. because I'm not going to write him off at all. He can have the same kind of 2022 season as he is having to this point for the remainder of the year, and I'm still going to be like, yeah, 2023 is Najee's year. Like He's the guy. He should be featured a lot in the offense. He was just injured a lot in 2022. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, we are. Tough injury in training camp that you really probably never overcame, and then that's been compounded by a couple of other injuries. You've got a steel plate in the tip of your boot that you just removed. I mean, there's been a lot of things swirling around Najee that might be negatively impacting his performance, and I'm willing to extend him that, not excuse, but just the the belief that that is what's happening. I've, I've seen this dude play at the NFL level as a rookie, and he looked a lot different than he does right now. So uh-huh. it's not even like you're at the point where it's like, well, he dominated at Alabama, now he gets to the NFL, and maybe the game just moves at a different speed for him, and he's not going to be a guy. Mm-hmm. We saw him be a guy. He has a 1,000-yard right. rushing season under his belt already, and he just doesn't look anywhere close to the same guys in 2021. So even if he doesn't get that game that finally puts him on track and makes us feel good about him, I'd still move into 2023 with a lot of confidence, and I would just think that the injuries were just a little bit too much for him to overcome. And credit for him to going out there and fighting because I don't think there are any injuries that he can hurt anymore, but they're just injuries that are going to nag him throughout the game and, and hinder his performance. And I think the biggest key, though, Tom, is that we are giving him the benefit of the doubt that this injury is serious enough. But if he comes back out in 2023, it's more it the looks same like of, this. And it's more of the same in 2022. It's like Devin Bush, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we were like, oh, you know what? He's coming back from that tough injury. Right. Maybe he does lose a step of that year. You know, it takes two years to overcome an injury that bad. And Devin Bush has been good this year. I mean, he had the biggest pass breakup of the year so far. For Absolutely. The of his career, I would venture to say. Yeah, right. And he's been good, though, like beyond that. I mean, maybe good's a little strong, but we said, hey, no more superstar status for Devin Bush, just an average NFL player. And he's been an average NFL player. He's been someone that you say, yeah, he deserves to be in your starting 11 on mm-hmm. the defensive side of the ball. When it comes to Najee Harris, you don't want to reach that point. You know, you don't want to get to the point where now we're settling to he's not a superstar anymore. Can we just get an average guy? Can we get someone that has 65 yards per game on the ground? You know, maybe someone that's, you know, a fringe number one, really good number two, but, you know, we're going to use him as a number one creatively. Like, can we – we can't get to that point with him. Uh, You really need this guy to be a superstar. He needed to be the straw that stirs everything on the offensive side of the ball. Wow, you bring a young quarterback along in Kenny Pickett and – Hopefully it's just the injuries why it's not happening this year. But, again, hopefully, starting on Sunday, we start to see the signs of 2021 Najee trickle into mm-hmm. his 2022 game. Mm-hmm. No, I, it's spot on because 
having Najee available to the team only benefits everybody, right? The offensive line gets more confidence by seeing the guy behind them running for all those yards. And I don't think they even need the extra confidence just because they're doing so well this year. I mean, it would certainly, right. it would certainly help. But then you have Kenny Pickett, right? Because if you have Kenny Pickett as your rookie quarterback and, and a young quarterback moving forward and you have a running back as talented as Najee, yeah, you can you can sling the ball all day, you all all you want all day to guys like Pickens and Fryerwith and, and Deontay and, and Claypool. But if anything goes wrong, you have your dump or your dump down guy to Najee. And not you can throw it a yard or two or, or even throw it behind a yard of sc- line of scrimmage and Najee can just take it five, six yards and you're fine. Or if you're feeling winded, you feel like the, the pass isn't there, just hand it off to Najee on maybe on an RPO and Najee can take it another four or five yards. Okay, we're not asking Najee to run eight yards every carry, but just as as Wolf and, and Max always say, a win on first down is huge. And a win on first down doesn't have to be another consecutive first down, but it can be maybe four, five, or six yards. And that's not asking the world of Najee. Subscribe to SNR's newest podcast. The godfather of Pittsburgh sports is talking nothing but Steelers. It's Saver on Steelers. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday. Subscribe today. It's available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. Shift our attention a little bit to the Dolphins in the next episode. We'll talk about that offense. We'll talk about that defense. We'll also talk about the Steelers' defense. We touched a good bit on the Steelers' offense in this episode, so we'll look on the other side of scrimmage and talk a little defense, how they'll stop that Dolphin offense that gets their quarterback back Mm -hmm. on Sunday night football. He's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Offerman. You're listening to the Steelers' Standard. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.